So it must be really, really tough if you are on the left, if you're a Democrat and you've been hanging on to this hope that is being hung over you like mistletoe beneath the uh, ceiling of a predator, this hope that somehow an ink and pixel based fantasy coup can overthrow the results of the election that put Donald Trump into the presidency. My God, what a time to be alive. What a time to be in the alternative media watching the enormous, massive, self-inflicted seppuku wounds of the mainstream media that seem to be going through an extraordinary phase of truly manic and delusional self-destruction. It really is opening up the fissures, to me, of a giant mental health crisis, not just in America, but in the West as a whole, particularly as the Trump economy continues to add more and more jobs, more and more opportunity, as it looks like he's got his tax cuts as he has moved the embassy to Jerusalem, as has been promised by both Democrats and Republicans for the past couple of decades. It must be really tough when you have a belief deep down in your heart of hearts that this presidency is going to be a disaster. And as it turns out, manufacturing jobs are coming back, consumer confidence at an all-time high. You have unemployment at a 17-year low. Uh, you have, what is it, uh, almost a quarter million jobs just created over the last month. Astonishing stuff. It's very, very tough because it means that you've been lied to about cause and effect. You've been lied to about the free market. You've been lied to about the effects of smaller government and less control. Remember, it was Obama who said, well, these manufacturing jobs, they're not coming back. What does he have? A magic wand referring to Trump? It's like, well, no, he has some understanding of the free market because he kind of actually did work in the free market for a while, unlike the community organizer who hid out in academia for his uh, career and never tried to sell anything to anyone other than lies, debt, and fiat currency manipulation. So it's an amazing thing to observe this. I thought there was going to be this massive assault on the mainstream media, but they are simply disqualifying themselves from any rational consideration. Let's just look at what happened just this month, December the 9th, it's just December 1st, 2017. So ABC News Chief Investigative Correspondent Brian Ross reported that former Trump National Security Advisor Michael Flynn is ready to testify, quote, against President Trump, end quote, and that then candidate Trump ordered him to make contact with the Russians. So this is the big, you know, for those who haven't been following, this is the big collective delusion going on in the left, that uh, the, the Russians hacked the DNC and released all the emails through WikiLeaks to help Trump, blah, 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 blah. This is insane. It's such a fundamentally insane thing, because even if it was true, who cares? You know, if, if your brother goes out and strangles a hobo, are you really mad at the security camera that caught him doing that? You know, Hillary rigged the election. There was horrible stuff going on at the DNC. And the fact that this all came out as the result of a leak, to get mad at the leak, is to have a moral compass so far out of whack. I, I don't even know in what dimension it could possibly exist. Maybe the upside down. So this idea that Trump ordered Michael Flynn to make contact with the Russians before the election. Ooh, collusion, collusion, collusion. Of course, none of this would prove anything, even if it were true. This is the weird thing. Like, even if all this stuff's true, what does it mean? So Brian Russ, ABC News. Chief investigative correspondent said, quote, he, Flynn, has promised full cooperation to the Mueller team. He's prepared to testify, we are told, by a confidant against President Trump, against members of the Trump family and others in the White House. He is prepared to testify that President Trump, as a candidate, ordered him and directed him to make contact with the Russians, which contradicts all that Donald Trump has said at this point. All, all, I tell you.
Later, Ross issued <laughs> a clarification. A clarification. Quote, a clarification tonight on something one of Flynn's confidence told us. And we reported earlier today, he said that the president had asked Flynn to contact Russia during the campaign. He's now clarifying that saying, according to Flynn, candidate Trump asked him during the campaign to find ways to repair relations with Russia and other hotspots. And then after the election, the president-elect asked him, told him to contact Russia on issues, including working together to fight ISIS. Hmm. 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 See, that seems, seems kind of, seems kind of important. Um, it's, you know, man illegally and unlawfully occupies the corner suite. Oh, wait, no, actually, that was after he was hired and given the office. So maybe that's a little, th I mean, it's mad. But they're so desperate for this stuff. They're so desperate to maintain to their base, like their delusional base. They're full of hatred and paranoia and fear base. They're so dedicated to maintaining the delusions in a very unhealthy way of their base that they'll grasp at any of these kinds of straws. And, you know, when you really, really want something to be true, that's kind of when you got to be your most cautious because that's where your confirmation bias is going to kick in, but they don't care. They're not about the news. They're about control, manipulation, and appeasing a hysterical base. ABC News statement about this said, We deeply regret and apologize for the serious error we made yesterday. The reporting conveyed by Brian, Brian Ross during the special report had not been fully vetted through our editorial standards process. As a result of our continued reporting over the next several hours, ultimately we determined the information was wrong. And we corrected the mistake on air and online. It is vital we get the story right and retain the trust we have built with our audience. These are our core principles. We fell far short of that yesterday. Effective immediately, Brian Russell will be suspended for four weeks without pay. Mm. That is a very, very big deal. And of course, they should be transparent about their process, as all of these places should be transparent about their processes. How did it come about? What steps were taken? What steps were missed? Who was responsible for missing them? Who was responsible for not vetting? But they generally are not very revealing about this, this process. All right. December 5th, 2017, Mueller subpoenas Deutsche Bank for Trump's bank records. So Reuters reported that, quote, special counsel Robert Mueller has asked Deutsche Bank to share data on accounts held by U.S. President Donald Trump and his family, a person close to the matter, said on Tuesday. Germany's largest bank received a subpoena from Mueller several weeks ago to provide information on certain money and credit transactions, the person added, confirming a report by German daily Handelsblatt. German must always be yelled. Published on Tuesday, Deutsche Bank rejected demands in June by U.S. House Democrats to provide details of Trump's finances, finances citing privacy laws. Moy, now, just by the by, this is all supposed to be looking for Russian collusion, Deutsche Bank stuff from many, many years ago. Well, I mean, talk about a fishing expedition, right? I mean, this is how sad it is and what a confirmation is that they can't find anything. White House lawyer Jay Sakulo said, quote, we have confirmed that the news reports that the special counsel had subpoenaed financial records relating to the president are false. No subpoena has been issued or received. We have confirmed this with the bank and other sources. Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, We know that it hasn't happened up until this point and that the reports out were totally false. And again, the media got ahead of their skis a little bit in pushing and driving that story that wasn't true. Hmm. Very interesting. Now, something else that I called quite some time ago with the Roy Moore yearbook forgery. So as you know, Roy Moore was accused of uh, being mean, of, of grabbing at this woman. Uh, and um, but the fact that he'd signed this yearbook uh, in, in two different 
colored inks and they hold, held up a photocopy so you couldn't tell. And whenever her lawyer, Gloria Allred, not just a last name, but I think a statement of political preference, was asked, have you confirmed that it's not a forgery? Can you guarantee us that it's not a forgery? She just, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> squirrel. So December 8th, 2017. Beverly Young Nelson admitted that she forged a portion of the infamous high school yearbook that she and Glory, attorney Gloria Allred used as proof of her accusations against U.S. Senate candidate Roy Moore. Nelson admits she did make notes to the inscription, ABC News tells us, but the message was all Roy Moore. Beverly, he signed your yearbook, ABC News reporter Tom Lamas says. He did sign it, she replies, and you made some notes underneath. Yes. Nelson says, huh. Now, some of these so-called fact-checking websites have objected to Breitbart News' use of the term forgery. PolitiFact labeled the claim pants on fire, and Facebook has even reached, attached a pop-up warning to a Breitbart article about the alleged forgery, because they're all about the neutrality, right? So Black's Law Dictionary defines forgery as, and I quote, the act of fraudulently making a false document or altering a real one to be used as if genuine, a false or altered document made to look genuine by someone with the intent to deceive. Uh, three, under the model penal code, code, the act of fraudulently altering, authenticating, issuing, or transferring a writing without appropriate authorization. So she added half the inscription later. Well, that is altering a document to be used as if genuine. A false or altered document made to look genuine by someone with the intent to deceive. It's not that complicated, people. Here's the question. Did this horrible, horrible woman ever say, well, I added the stuff underneath? I added the stuff underneath the inscription. No, she never did. So that's important. The fact that she didn't say it, because if she had said it, then nobody would take anything she said seriously. Horrible, horrible stuff. And... Although it should never be the case, I guarantee you, or at least I strongly predict that this woman will not receive any negative repercussions for this forgery. She will not. It's just the way it works. It's female privilege that continually gets mistaken for male privilege, which never seems to exist. Hey, why didn't Roy Moore just use his white male privilege to make this story go away? Ah, anyway. Now, the big one, the big one, just yesterday, December 8th, 2017, the fake Donald Trump Jr. WikiLeaks story. So yesterday, CNN published an article titled Exclusive Email Shows Effort to Give Trump Campaign WikiLeaks Documents and reported that Trump's team was sent an email on September 4th, remember that, September 4th, 2016, offering a website and decryption key to the team. CNN's report noted that it had not seen the email, but that it was described to them by multiple sources. According to that description, it was sent from someone called Mike Erickson and was addressed to Trump, Trump Jr., and Trump Jr.'s personal assistant. So what did CNN say? The most trusted name in news. CNN said, Congressional investigators are trying to ascertain whether the individual who sent the September email is legitimate and whether it shows additional efforts by WikiLeaks to connect with Trump's son and others on the Trump campaign. The email also indicated that the Trump campaign could access records from former Secretary of State Colin Powell, whose hacked emails were made public by a Russian front group 10 days later. Dun, dun, dun. So, hours later, the Washington Post reported that the email was actually drawing attention to information that was already publicly available and that CNN had got the date wrong. See, this is important. And again, 
Not that it's true. But even if it was true, the fact that there was information damaging to Hillary Clinton and to the Democrats as a whole in the WikiLeaks emails, it doesn't matter whether you got a hold of them earlier or later. The information remains the same. The collusion and the corruption and the vote blocking of Bernie Sanders remains the same. It doesn't matter when the videotape of your brother strangling the hobo got out. The question is, did your brother strangle the hobo or not? I get, it's insane. The amount of garbage and detritus and confusion and mayhem. I mean, this is the squirming, lying crap of a kid with chocolate all over his face saying, I didn't need any chocolate. It was a, my invisible friend. It was a ghost. It was space aliens. It was the Russians. The Russians ate the chocolate. So, yeah, this idea, oh, WikiLeaks just gave some secret backdoor information ahead of time to the Trump, Trump campaign, even if it was true and it's not, it would be ridiculous to think that Julian Assange would do anything like that. And ridiculous to think that uh, Donald Trump Jr. or these other people would not have uh, talked about that. I mean, come on. So, yeah, CNN had got the date wrong. The Post reported that the email was actually sent September the 14th, not September the 4th, as CNN claimed. The difference in the date is vital, as WikiLeaks had reportedly sent out the information linked to in the email on September 13th, making it publicly available. See, you know, if you've got something in your house that you don't really want anymore, like you got some, I don't know, some coffee table or something like that, right? And CNN writes and says, Bob stole the coffee table from inside Jim's house. And we know that because the coffee table is in Bob's house. And then it turns out that uh, everyone knows that uh, Bob took the coffee table, put it out on the lawn and said, take me with the sign on it. And that's where Jim got it from. It's kind of important to get the timing right. But again, even if it was all true, which it's not, it still wouldn't make any difference about whether or not there was terrible stuff going on in the DNC. So CNN said, correction, this story has been corrected to say that the date of the email was September 14th, 2016, not September 4th, 2016. The story also changed the headline and removed a tweet from Donald Trump Jr. who posted a message about WikiLeaks on September 4th, 2016. The changed headline is, at time of writing, a much less spectacular Email pointed Trump campaign to WikiLeaks documents. The exclusive tag had also been removed. The updated copy also said it has now obtained a copy of the email, which lists September 14th as the date sent and contains a decryption key that matches what, Wiki what WikiLeaks had tweeted out the day before. Now, how on earth does this end up getting out? Now, CNN says, well, we had two sources. Come on. Come on, you got two sources, right? And I have a mohawk. Because if you have two separate independent sources that both saw this email, how would they both get the date wrong by 10 days? Come on. There had to have been one source. Now, if there's a spectacular, groundbreaking, earth-shaking email that's out there, I guess, you know, my first question would be, don't you want to see it first before publishing about it? Don't you want to see it first? I mean, if, if I say, uh, let's say someone, some of your, somebody calls you at CNN and says, I have an email that OJ is confessing to the murder of his wife and Roland Goldstein, whatever his name is. Well, do you just say, OJ confesses? Like, you, you need to see the email. You need to vet it. So they didn't even see the email. Cause if they'd seen the email, they would have seen that the date was September 14th, not September 
before. So they didn't bother seeing the email in any way, shape or form. So they say they had two independent people who said it was September the 4th, but those two people could not be independently getting the dates wrong, unless people are just messing with them. Like at this point, anything's possible. Mike Cernovich has talked about that maybe it's a powerful Democrat, maybe even a congressman who gave them this information, which would be important. But they're so hungry for the story, that is one event. But, you know, getting things quickly is not as important as getting things right. You know, otherwise, uh, you know, I painted the wall really quickly because I just threw the paint can through the <laughs> through the plaster. I mean, come on. Uh, this is this is ridiculous. I used a, I used a bunker buster to to dig the foundations for my barn. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is um, this is insane stuff. Now, CNN is refusing to release the names of the sources. Now, to me, if the source burns you in this kind of way and this is a huge black mark for CNN, well, CNN, I don't know. How do you tell a black mark on a black hole? I don't really know. So CNN is refusing to release the names of the sources, but of course they should. And they should also release any other stories that came from those sources, because if the source has been proven unreliable, you don't need to protect their identity, in my humble opinion. They've lied to you. They've misled you. They've put you in extreme legal jeopardy. They've damaged your brand. So of course they need to release the name of the sources, and they also need to say which other stories were based on information from these sources so that they can be fact-checked as well. They need to have a whole new vetting process. But the whole point, and they've said nobody's going to be punished, nobody's going to be, there's no discipline is going to, because the, the, the goal of CNN is not to give you information. The goal is to give you the dopamine of massive relief by continually undermining the presidency of Donald Trump. So there's a lot of people out there as the free market opens up and jobs are available and opportunities are available, then they can no longer claim to be as victimized, as underdoggy, as paralyzed, as ground down by the system and so on. Well, I, I'd like to get a job, but there aren't any jobs out there. Well, when there are lots of jobs out there, that excuse wears thin. And there is, of course, this great fear and this great worry that you know almost half of Americans are significantly dependent on the government for major sources, if not all of their income. The welfare state cannot last. The whole point of the Trump presidency is to transition people from the welfare state into the workforce so that you get a soft landing when the money runs out. And hopefully the money won't run out if you can get enough people to transition from welfare to the workforce. But there's a lot of people out there that have been on welfare for so long. They've been on unemployment insurance for so long. They have lost their skills. They haven't kept present. And they're freaking out. They're panicking. They've got lifestyle choices and decisions, some irrevocable, maybe having kids with you know the wrong guys and and they are freaking out at the very possibility that the gravy train might be coming to an end and they might have to transition it as being productive members of society. There's a lot of freakouts about this, a lot of freakouts about this. And there is this great desperation that somehow the freedom that is accruing, the opportunities, the positivity, the potential that is accruing to the American economy, it's really causing a lot of people to freak out and panic. And I'd say don't. Like, I'm sorry that you were lied to. I'm sorry you were lied to about the free market. I'm sorry you were lied to about the possible eternal continuation of government benefits. This can't happen mathematically. That which cannot continue will not continue. I'm sorry you were lied to about all of this. But it's not Trump's fault. And it's not the fault of the people who want to be free. So I hope that you will recognize all of this. I hope just turn these people off. You know, if, you, if, you go to, if you're going to go book in a hotel and a hotel is just blaring CNN, just call and say, I'm not going to. I'm not going to stay again unless you turn that crap off. Turn it off. It's poison. It's dividing the country. It's going to foment civil war. That's the goal in many ways. So, yeah, 
Turn it off. Turn towards the sun. Enjoy the health and the light. Get out of the dark.